Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this evening with a cup of tea. I want to chat with you today about challenging patient care interactions and situations. You know, this is more common than not in healthcare. Okay, I would say that, you know, almost half of my patient care interactions are pretty complex can be complicated at times. And it doesn't mean that it's negative, it's just challenging for various reasons, okay? And we have all experienced this on some level, but only when we take this seriously, only when we take the communication piece of this seriously and draw awareness to it, only then can it get better. And not only that, Um, Only then can you start to feel better and more confident and uh, more reassuring during, during these interactions as opposed to being more anxious over them or overwhelmed. Because, you know, we have to expect this. This is almost a form of conflict, right? And, and if you read my book, Communication is Care, one of the chapters I talk about is preventing unnecessary conflict. And unnecessary conflict are things like complicated patient care interactions that are not not super complicated, but have like minor complications. Like let, let's say it's like a scheduling issue or something like that. And if not addressed or not um, invalidated or brought attention to can turn into a much bigger web of concern. So that's the point of this podcast is to help you navigate through those challenging patient care situations and interactions with greater ease so that they don't manifest 
into a greater conflict either for you internally okay meaning like anxiety you know staying up at night not being able to sleep over it things like that and externally so if it involves other members of the team for example or you and your patient for example things like that okay so one of the things that i like to confirm when i'm when i'm with a patient and there is an interaction that's a little bit uneasy is i like to confirm what the patient already knows about their situation i often find that that's part of it is that patients from a medical standpoint don't really know the the full background of what's going on medically because they haven't been fully informed about it and if that's the situation you want to connect them with the person or the professional who is most responsible for that okay so whether it's a follow-up with a physician or a follow-up with a specialist or a follow-up um, like with a LIN coordinator or something like that, a home care coordinator, whatever it might be, you want to ensure that what you know is what your patient knows. Because sometimes those tense situations just come from a lack of, of being fully informed and a lack of um, understanding of what's really going on. Second, and I've talked about this a lot, is being empathetic. Okay, so you know, from the get-go, you're already preparing yourself to be more empathetic. And empathy is a very sensationalized word right now. It's a very controversial word right now. But in healthcare, I feel like it, it holds true and it always will. I believe it's what connects us human to human, uh, patient to provider. And being empathetic is showing and demonstrating to your patient that you're trying to understand their A, perspective of what's going on, and B, their emotions, okay? Their emotions, you, we have to realize that what's going on with, within a patient is quite, um, is quite life-changing, right? They could be grieving, they could have experienced trauma through this situation. There's a lot of emotional factors that are deep beneath the surface that patients are expressing in some way, shape, or form through their emotions. And um, us validating that goes a long way, okay? So in these situations, you know, empathy can be very contagious in a way, right? We can become empathetic very quickly. And one of the ways that we demonstrate empathy sometimes is by mirroring somebody's emotions or gestures. But in this situation, what you want to do is be more mindful and present. And if you see that a patient is very uneasy, very anxious, very overwhelmed, for example, you don't want to adopt those same emotions, right? Because that's not going to make the situation better and it's definitely not going to make you feel better at the end of it okay so what you want to do part of being empathetic is choosing your emotions and your perspectives um, and solutions in a compassionate way so that it helps your patient right so it's basically saying you know what does my patient need right now based on what i know of how they feel and of what they what they see or what they think of the situation that's happening right now. Okay, so, you know, if you have a patient that's super heightened in anxiety, you want to be more relaxed, more open, 
you want to be at their level even physically and not towering over them if they're in a bed or if they're in a wheelchair for example okay and you want to slow that pace down essentially you know sometimes um, when patients are anxious or they feel like they're not getting anywhere sometimes that puts pressure on us as providers and i know i used to feel this way in practice um, that i had to over deliver and by over delivering i felt like i was just doing a lot more but doing a lot more doesn't necessarily mean um, doesn't necessarily help the situation in fact it can add more overwhelm so what i've learned to do over the years is actually slow the pace down and do less and pause more in my interactions and also listen more as much as i possibly can i try to take in a lot more and i feel like this in some way is releasing for a patient but it also um, it also again helps to validate what they're going through you know because you're not you're not challenging their emotions you're just accepting them for who they are how they feel without judgment and they just will start to feel safe in that situation you also want to tailor your communication to the needs of your patient and i know this is talked about a lot i know for some it's it seems simple but it's actually not simple I actually find words like using layman's terms or dumbing things down, I find that quite discriminatory. So I don't like to say those things. I, that's not what I mean when I say tailored communication. Tailoring communication comes from a place of being empathetic and understanding and understanding what your patient already knows and then tailoring your communication around that. And it's okay to rephrase things over and over and over again. That's kind of how we get better at this. Okay, so tailoring communication isn't just something you're expected to know in every interaction right off, right off the bat. That's not the situation. It's that you're trying to constantly rephrase things in such a way that a patient understands it clearly for them, right? How many times have you chatted with somebody or chatted with a friend, offered advice, and some, you know, it's the same advice over and over. You're saying the same thing over and over, but somebody else says it in a different way and it suddenly becomes more clear to them, right? It's, it's something like that if you think about it. Another thing you want to consider is being transparent and offering hope, okay? Being transparent is basically being truthful of where, where you see things right now. So in my practice, I'm very mindful of, of staying present and when I'm having when I'm having discussions about progress and updates and things like that I'm very present to uh, where the patient is at right now okay so I'm not saying where they're going to be because I don't know the future and I think as healthcare professionals we can get caught up in that and it's not for us to say where a patient's going to be in the future unless they're asking you for that information directly even then, I would probably, it wouldn't be typically within my scope to in those situations. I would be referring to a physician likely, um, but I, I never take hope off of the table, never, because I can't predict the future. I just, I can't. So all I can do is offer um, perspective on where they're at now based on what I see and make recommendations based on that. And what I do here is by offering hope, what you're doing is offering ways for, for your uh, patient to be more comfortable, to 
be more successive in their goals, like breaking down maybe a big goal that they have into very, very small and progressive goals um, and maintaining their status and preventing further decline. That's often a part of it as well. Okay, so offering a better quality of life overall. And the other thing too, and kind of like I mentioned here about being transparent is ensuring that the patient understands that they're a part of the care plan, that they're a part of the decision making. And patients can't fully be a part of that if they don't really know what's going on. So back to the, the very first thing I said, and then that might warrant, like I mentioned, a follow up or a conference or something along those lines. Be very mindful of the fact that regardless of whatever sector you work in, that there's sometimes, um, I wouldn't say sometimes, that there is most of the time another provider that's involved in that plan of care that you can refer to or collaborate with, communicate with in some way, shape or form. So those are my main tips for helping you to go into patient care interactions with greater ease. Um, interactions that might prove to be challenging to you. And if you are feeling this way, I applaud you. I applaud you because you are aware of it. That's what makes you a great provider is the fact that you want to be better, right? You want to offer um, better service. You want to be there for your patient in the best way possible, despite the challenges that are, are in front of you, okay? I think far too often and over the years, what we've done when it comes to communication is ignore it, disregard it, and not draw any attention to it. But the reality is, is it's the communication that creates a lot of times complexity in these interactions. It's, it's the root of it, essentially. So by improving your presence, by improving your ability to empathize, offer compassionate solutions, you know, slow the pace down, be transparent, offer hope and tailor communication according to your patient's needs and understanding, you know, doing a combination of all of those things can help you to go through that situation with greater ease and also walk away from it as well with greater ease and, and hopefully not so much anxiety as when you first went into it. So let me know what you guys think. If you liked this podcast, Tag me on Instagram, send me a screenshot. I will share it and do the same. If you want more practical guidance, check out my book, Communication is Care. It's in the show notes. It's available basically on any platform. And you can check it out even on Amazon. You can get a free um, Inside Edition reading where they give you basically um, like the first chapter or two of the book, but you just have to select the Kindle edition for that. It's called Look Inside. That's the feature if you want to check it out there. And until we chat next time, guys, remember to stay well, stay happy. See you next time. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes, and you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.